Hello, and welcome to Living Proof, the teaching ministry of Joseph Castillo. We encourage you to listen to today's message over and over again, so that the Word of God will be in your spirit. Be a blessing, share it with your friends, and we pray that you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We also invite you to visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. getting today into uh, our series is preeminence of the new creation and we are looking at Matthew chapter 24 today and this is the, the message is entitled war in the heavenlies and it is part two war in the heavenlies and let me just say that I am not a prophet I'll say that clearly on record, I am not a prophet. Actually, I function as an apostle. But I don't use the title apostle because I don't believe in the fourfold ascension gifts as titles or even as offices, but as functions. Do you understand that? So if we want to compare resumes, of course, some people would say, you know, well, you're not a prophet, don't speak, or whatever. You're not a voice in the church. People would say that to me because I'm new to America. And so if they want to compare resumes with today's prophetic internet sensations, and in China we call them Wang Hong, there are those who are famous for Facebook and YouTube and, you know, the famous internet cessation prophets. Uh, I don't think that my track record really has anything to be shy about. Even though some may feel I don't have the right to say anything because I'm a nobody, so to speak, according to the American church. I'm not on Elijah List. I'm not on the Copelands or Sid Ross or, or the Jim Baker show. But, you know, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Just going over my resume as a man of God and a voice in the kingdom, the Lord has blessed me with the following of over half a billion people in Asia. We are on TV in Asia every week on TBN. We are on Chinese networks, dozens of dozens of shows. We've been reaching hundreds of millions of people per show. Our ministry not only is reaching hundreds of millions of people and some of them even half a billion live audience in China, but also I am in the circles of the upper echelon of the Chinese party, communist party, and government leaders. I'm in the highest echelons of networking and fellowship in the government of China. Matter of fact, the famous Dennis Belcom, who was bringing Bibles, and he's famous for bringing Bibles, and I call him Papa Belcom. We were talking about a year or two ago, and I was with the police chief of Hong Kong, and I was with the government, uh, the government policymakers and the police chief of Hong Kong, and, and Belcom said, I've been here for 50 years, and I've never met the police chief of Hong Kong. I don't know how you do it. But that's where God has placed us, Amen. 
My ministry has been presented in session of parliament in front of the entire parliament government of Mongolia. And I have received personal invitations to meet the president of Mongolia. And I pioneered the very first religious freedom roundtable. And I personally sponsored it in the history of the nation. So I've only been in America for over, a, you know, under a year, maybe eight, nine months or something like that. But in the last year, 2020, I was viral twice, once 6 million views, once 24 million views online. We started this church and 100 days later, we bought 25,000 square feet on a nine acre mall that's valued of around $5 million. So I think that I can say that God's hand has been on my life and I have a track record of hearing God's voice. Even though I'm not in Christianity today and the American Christian culture, I have a track record of being a major influencer in the kingdom of God in this world. And I like to go on record again to say that I've never prophesied who would be the 46th president of the United States, thank God. Thank God I never did. Amen. But with that said, I like to boldly say that I have heard God say two things to me clearly in the last couple of months. Number one is regarding politics. I heard the Lord say this. Rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has but a short time. I've heard this very clearly, almost audibly in my spirit. Let me say it again. Rejoice you heavens and you that dwell therein. Is there anybody here that dwells in the heavens? We have a couple, one or two, we have two here, hallelujah. It reminds me of that Ron Canoli song. We're going up to the high places, we're going up to the high places. And we had a lot of fun singing that song in the 90s, but that song's unbiblical, you know. Because we're already seated in the high places. The idea that we have to get on some kind of jet or get to a mountaintop to fight the principalities who are in the high places is, is, is misconstrued. Because we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, and our warfare is a downward warfare. We look down upon principalities and powers. Amen. Amen. That's the truth. So rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell therein. That's you. Rejoice, you Christians. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath, because he know that his time is short. I've heard this in my spirit, and I believe that this time is being fulfilled right now, that there is about to be great wrath poured out upon this earth by a very angry devil who knows that his time is short. And as we saw the inauguration on television a few days ago, it was basically a satanic ceremony over this nation. Isn't that something? And about a week before that, I don't know why, but I posted something on my Instagram, I think, and I said, well, let the hunger games begin. 
I said that like facetiously because that's the kind of spirit I felt coming across the land. And then would you know, two, three days later, the inauguration takes place and Lady Gaga, who's a Satanist, is wearing a Hunger Games made outfit with the Hunger Games symbol on her dress. I said, wow, I'm prophetic and I wasn't even trying to be. But you see, you pick up these things in the spirit realm when you're spiritually sensitive. Amen. The second thing I heard God say, and this was regarded COVID 2019, COVID 21, and the global reset. The second thing that I heard very clearly in the last three months is that all these things are the beginning of sorrows. That all these things are the beginning of sorrows. What's going to come in the next coming months and years, I believe, is just the beginning of what is about to come. Amen. You don't have to say amen if you don't like it, because amen says so be it. But you can say, oh me, hallelujah. (laughs) Oh my, hallelujah. But it's interesting that God says rejoice you that are in the heavens. Because what happens upon this earth should not and does not have to scathe us if we're living in the heavenly places, if we're living independent of the world system, if we're living in divine health, they don't have to scathe us. Unfortunately, those who have decided to live their Christian life as an earthly experience, they will suffer part of the brunt of this. Do you hear me? So we have to make sure that our lifestyle is in the presence, or the book of Psalms says it like this, in the secret place. Can somebody say amen to that? We have to make sure that our life is in the secret place. So the funny thing is, both of these words God spoke to me, uh, it was not while I was reading the Bible, but they are actually verses of the Bible. So as I was sitting there minding my business, I heard the voice of God quoting to me scriptures. It's funny how the internet prophets nowadays say, I'm not going to back down from what God said. And it almost sounds like that's right. But that's only right if they're talking about what the scripture says. But if they're talking about what they saw in a dream when they had too much pizza watching the election debates, that's not standing on God's word. Because you had a vision or a prophecy or a dream, that's not standing on God's word. You're standing on your prophecy, your dream, and your you know, equation of what your discernment is. And we can't bring that same confidence of that as we do to the scripture. We can't elevate your prophecy to scriptures. Amen. But when God speaks and he speaks his own word, we can stand on that. And it's interesting, he spoke to me, this is the beginning of sorrows. And that takes place from Matthew chapter 24. And today we're going to look at that whole chapter in this series, War in the Heavenlies. And those of you who've been following us, watching us here attending or on video, you understand that this particular topic that I'm preaching, I was the first one that we know of teaching this. And then Pastor Chris in Africa began to teach it. A week later, Pastor Prophet Ubert Angel in Africa began to teach it. The week after that, uh, 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 Ted Shuttlesworth Sr. began to preach the same topic 
And many more people have sent me videos and messages of other pastors that have picked up on this topic. And I don't know if we know each other. I know we didn't talk to each other. I know Ted Shuttlesworth Sr. is not following me. If he is, praise the Lord. But I highly doubt that. I follow him. He don't follow me. He's a, he's a general. Amen. Amen. But you see, what is happening is now the Spirit is speaking to the church. And we're getting those confirmations. And if it was talking about love, it may or may not be the Holy Spirit. If we were talking about fasting or tithing or, or some other, it may or may not be. But I'm speaking on such a strange, fringe, exotic, weird topic that to have all these men of God teaching the same topic in the same two weeks. It must be God. So we're going to get into this. And it's interesting that what's tied to this is Matthew chapter 24, highlighting the fact that when God said, this is just the beginning of sorrows, we have to see what is unfolding here. And it's very important that the church understands this. Amen. This last verse in Matthew 24 verse 8 comes from the entire chapter. And I want to read it together with you. I don't know if we have it on the screen, but I will read from my iPad, Matthew 24. Do we have it on the screen? Yes. Matthew, the whole chapter? It's, I only see one verse up there. It says, all these things are beginning of sorrows. All right, here we go. And Jesus, you can read it together out loud after me. It's on the screen, right? And Jesus, together, one, two, three, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, Say ye not all these things, excuse me, see ye not all these things. Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Pause. I am Christ and shall deceive many. In the last hundred years, we've had the introduction of what's called the New Age. And the New Age, or they call it the Age of Aquarius, is this new... Uh, religion that is said to take up from the ancient religions of shamanism and they begin to channel spirits and they begin to uh, teach and they begin to spread this uh, religion channeling demonic powers by uses of telepathy, meditation, and all sorts of sorcery. And what they call and uh, what they're doing, they believe that their assignment is to bring what's called Christ consciousness. Now, Christ consciousness has nothing to do with our Christ, Bible Christ. It is just a term 
that the spirits that are, that are speaking to them have given them, and they said that Jesus was not Christ as the Messiah. They, these, these, these spirits that they have channeled have taught the New Age founders and authors of the New Age Bible that, that Christ is a consciousness, is what they teach. This is wrong. This is a message from demons, but this is what they say, that Christ is a consciousness. So their assignment, and as we begin to talk about, and we opened up the last few weeks, we introduced a little bit about alien abduction, alien encounters. You find, if you begin to study this, and I'll show some of it next week, that there is a central message to all abductions. There's a central message to all alien visitations, and it lines directly up with the New Age doctrine. And it's interesting that these alien abductions, alien visitations, when they bring a message to people, it's never how to cure HIV. It's never how to cure cancer. It's never how to make a better spaceship or some new technology. Their messages are always one of religion. These aliens are always bringing a religious message, which is something that needs to be noted and underscored here. So these channeling uh, channelers in the New Age claim that Christ is a consciousness, and they are ordered by their channel guides to bring this Christ consciousness and to bring the world into the Christ consciousness and create a global one-world government. This is in the New Age books. This is also in, if you study, and I have a book by Chuck Missler, where he goes over all the different books and studies. He's read, I don't know how many, 10 to 15 uh, professional works on aliens and abductions made from government, research groups, so on, and, and, and investigators. And they all line up, and they all have the same message of global governance... One world religion and global governance. It's interesting that why would these aliens, if they were a species, extraterrestrials, which we discussed in the last couple of weeks, the Bible tells us there are terrestrial and there are extraterrestrial. There are two types of bodies, terrestrial and extraterrestrial. It's interesting if these extraterrestrial beings, if they were from another planet, you would think that they would come here with a technological message, but instead they bring one of religion, meaning meaning that the message they carry is directly against God and his word. It's also interesting you'll find in the New Age, the greatest enemy of the New Age, according to their textbooks, is Christianity. Why is Christianity so picked on? They embrace Buddhism and Eastern religions, but they despise and hate Christianity and also Judaism. Very interesting. So now they are called by these spirits that they channel. Some of them channel what's called Palladian, and we'll teach that later on, what that means. But they said that their job is to bring a Christ consciousness. So here we see Jesus prophesying this 2,000 years ago, saying, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. Notice he didn't say, I am the Christ, meaning that maybe he's not talking about somebody coming and saying, I am the Messiah, but saying that many will come saying, I am Christ. 
Not the Messiah, but is it possible Jesus was prophesying here about the coming new age and alien invasion that would try to bring a message to people to, to become Christ? And the message of the new age is that you are God's. Find the divinity within you. That's the message. I've read the books. I've been reading all week. I've read the New Age books from the founders. I've read clips and parts of segments, not A to Z. And they're all talking about finding the God within you. So interesting. I mean, that reminds me of Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3. When Satan said, have not I told you you are gods? It's the same message. It's the same methodology. It's the same intention. And it's the same method and motivation is to bring people into a anti-God, Godhood, self-Godhood, realization of the divinity within you. Isn't that interesting? Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. Say must. I know we're praying for the seven mountains, and God bless you, Lance Walnut. I know we believe that the church is going to take over media, and the church is going to take over government, and the church is going to take over entertainment, and the church is going to take over schools, and the church is going to take over Islam, and that we're going to be one Christian planet before Jesus returns. But I'm finding in the scriptures Jesus saying that these things must come to pass. These things don't look too exciting to me. It doesn't look like victory to me. But you have to understand this is not a victory for the world. But in the church, our victory is to see people get saved, come to Christ. Not to establish a... See, and that's where John Alexander Dowie missed it. He wanted to establish a earthly Jerusalem. And he went to a land in northern Illinois, north of Chicago, and he bought this land and he named it Zion because he thought he was to build an earthly Zion. Then he you know, began to slip his mind a bit and began to say he was Elijah the prophet, and he began to think he was Elijah before the Lord had took him from the earth. And he was building an earthly Zion. And how does the evangelical church in America find themselves like Dowie in the same way, trying to build an earthly Zion through America? And with an Americana worldview, that if God don't use America, he's not going to use anybody. Why can't God use Bolivia, Nigeria? We can't limit God through our political world view. He says here in verse 7, for nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. You know, I have to say thank you to there are Latin missionaries and African missionaries and Asian missionaries coming to America now to save us. 
And what a beautiful thing that is because we went there, we planted the church, we brought Christianity to Africa, to Asia, to Latin America, to China. Now they're coming back here to help evangelize us. That's a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. Amen. And thank God for every Latino, African, and and Asian that comes here as a missionary. Amen. For nation shall rise against nation. Now you need to understand that this word nation here is the word ethnos means ethnic group. It's interesting if you, as you study what I'm studying in the new age, that how part of the plan is to find the divisions between racial groups and to work within the division between racial groups. So it says here that ethnic group shall rise against ethnic group. And this is not an American thing, my friends. Please listen to me. I understand. I was born and raised here. I understand that we see everything through. I'm from Chicago. Chicago was the center of the universe to me. And if you go to Chicago, every restaurant says, the world's greatest hot dogs, the world's greatest gyros, the world's greatest pizza. And they, they never, those owners had never been anywhere else in the world. But they're quick to claim the world's greatest, the world's greatest. Hallelujah. Whenever I, I see something like that in, in Tulsa or somewhere else in America, it says the world's greatest, I always say, I bet you that owner's from Chicago. He's a Chicago immigrant. He's moved out here. <laughs> so I understand that, but this nation against nation thing is not an American thing. In South Africa, you have uh, you know, tribes in South Africa who are killing Zimbabwe workers. So people are coming from Zimbabwe to work in South Africa for jobs, and they're being murdered. Praise the Lord. I'm Bishop Joseph Castillo, and this is Living Proofs Podcast. I know you are blessed and encouraged, and I want to invite you today to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. He died for your sins so you don't have to die in that mucky mire of sin. He had lifted you up, shed his blood so you could be forgiven of everything that you've ever done. And all you need to do is open up the door and let the King of Glory come into your heart with the words of your lips. Repeat after me. And God will start a new chapter in your life today. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you now, just as I am. I am a sinner born in sin. But God, you sent your son to die for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. Wash me in the blood. Forgive my sins. Send your spirit in my heart. From this day forward, I have new life. I have boldness to share the gospel with others. And Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you said that prayer, I want you to contact the ministry. You could Facebook us. You could email us. You could Instagram us. We're, we're on all those platforms. 
Bishop Joseph Castillo. Just go to our Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Email me if you want. Bishop at the RiverChurchTulsa.com. And we'd like to give you a free gift so you can understand this new walk with Christ that God has given you today. It's my book called Reality or Religion, The Beginner's Guide to Faith. We'll send you a copy. If this broadcast has blessed you, I want you to share it with others. And I want you to also partner with our ministry. Help us carry the good news of the gospel across the earth. And you can do so at theriverchurchtulsa.com or asiarevival.com. Once again, that's asiarevival.com or theriverchurchtulsa.com. If you need prayer, feel free to call us at 773-599-7197.